And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Good morning, Christian America. Today, we come to you with Jesus's most important lesson. How do we know it's his most important lesson? Because he specifically says it. It's the greatest commandment. It's the number one thing that you can do. And boy, do we need it in 2020. Boy, do we need it right now in America with all the strife, with all the struggle, with all the hate, with all the division, with all the protests, with all the looting, with all the anger that seems to be permeating from so many places, from so many people, for so many reasons. The reason is, is that we have forgotten this lesson. We have forgotten the number one commandment. And today we're going to talk about it. What Jesus says to the Pharisees, to his disciples, what he says to us today. We're going to cover the book of Matthew chapter 22. Uh, so turn there, get your Bibles, get ready, and let's do it. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American community and the Christian American T-shirt company. Coming to you today, this Friday, as we get our week ready to be wrapped up. You get ready to go into the weekend, and hopefully, I pray, I really do, I hope that everybody out there gets a chance to relax and rest and calm down from the craziness that we've seen over the last few weeks, this last week in particular, with everything that's going on in our society. I, I've said it before, and I've been saying it, and I'll continue to say it, that it seems like we're cracking at our foundation. And the reason we're cracking at our foundation is a simple reason, if you really think about it. The foundation of our society, the foundation of our human lives, the foundations of our community and our family should be, should be based on Jesus, should be based on Scripture, the good book, the wisdom passed down to us from men much greater than ourselves, divinely inspired, who got a chance to walk and sit and learn and listen and speak to Jesus, see the miracles, understand God's revelation to us that put it in text, first by oral tradition, first through stories uh, and an understanding and a perception and a context in the environment in which we, we as human beings, we as civilization, we as mankind had lived up until that point and provides us with the wisdom and how to form ourselves, form ourselves personally so that we can then interact interpersonally with people in our communities, with families, and we generate it. We create our family all the way back to Genesis 2, where the two become one flesh, man and woman, and raise children in the eyes of God with doing the work that God has planned. This is all laid out in Scripture, and it's a, it's a, it's a historical timeline of people and the struggle and the calamity that ensues when we do not put God at the forefront of our minds, at the forefront of our lives, when we become selfish and self-centered, when we, we become overly ambitious, we become hateful, we become jealous, we become prideful, 
and we lack the humility that Christ talks about, what happens is calamity. It's, it happens in calamity throughout the Bible. The ancient Hebrews were led astray. They were conquered over and over and over again when they turned away from God. It's only when they turn towards God. It's only when they get back to the basics of humanity, the basics of ourselves. Some would say get back to the cornerstone of their life. We've talked the past couple weeks about Jesus as that cornerstone. Well, in today's passage that we're going to talk to you, that I'm going to bring to you here shortly in, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 34. So again, get your Bibles, get ready. It's a short one, but it's the most important message that Christ can bring to us. And my friends, today in 2020, as you sit here, as we watch this, this lesson is needed above all else, above all other lessons throughout scripture, throughout any education that you have ever received from anyone that you have ever spoken with. Today's message, today's passage, what Jesus brings to us today is so important because without it, we will continue to be lost. Without it, we will continue to be fractured. Without it, we our lives, our own personal lives and our, the lives with our family, with the, and the lives in our community and how we react and how we interact, the, live, the lives of us as a nation, as an entire world are gonna be in peril because we're not fully grasping the true measure of why we are here and how we are here. If we continue to be so self-centered and think of only us today without us in the future, and I mean us as a human race, then we're going to continue to fall short and we're going to continue to fail and we're going to continue to fracture and we're going to continue to be at, our, at each other's throats. And it's showing, uh, that is showing today in our society. So I ask you to turn to uh, turn to your Bibles, the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 34. We're going to start there. Uh, we're going to read a short passage to you. In this context, Jesus is still interacting with these Pharisees that are still trying to one-up him. They're still trying to question his authority. They're, tr they're, they're still trying to throw gotcha questions at him. Um, and he's successfully rebuked and refuted every single one of them. And so this is the last opportunity. This is the last one, uh, the last question that the Pharisees and these hypocrites that are trying to drive a wedge between Jesus and his followers, uh, they come with. And they ask him today, then what's the greatest commandment, teacher? And he's got an answer that is so very important. So turn to your, chap uh, turn to your Bibles, ch uh, Matthew chapter 24, uh, or 22 verse 34 and verse 34 it starts off it says hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees the Pharisees got together one of them an expert in the law tested him with this question teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law and Jesus replied love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second 
is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And that, my friends, is what Jesus says. Jesus gives the greatest commandment to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. If you turn to the book of Matthew chapter 12, or excuse me, uh, Mark chapter 12, Mark adds strength. And it's a little bit different and it's not as confrontational, but nonetheless, Mark's version is, uh, as recounts that Jesus says, love God with all your heart, mind, your soul, and your strength. Either way, it's the most important commandment. It's the greatest commandment of all. And the second, he says, goes like it, which is to love each other as you love yourself. This hatred that we're seeing, this violence that we're seeing, that's not, that's not a political problem. This is not a political problem. That's why we've seen this same demonstration in slightly different forms over and over and over again for 50 plus years. It's probably gone on longer than that too. Hatred, bigotry, racism, evil, they're not political issues. They can't be solved in a political fashion. The reason they can't be solved in a political fashion, the reason policy can't be developed or legislation can't be passed, laws can't be made to change someone's heart, to change someone's mind, to change someone's soul. That's what politics is. It's the, it's the use of policy, public policy, to make changes. Hatred and anger and division is not a political issue. So it can't be solved by politicians because if it could, it would have already been. That's the point that I'm trying to make. This is the point that Jesus is trying to make, especially because he's talking to political leaders. The answer is to love God with all your heart, mind, your soul and strength, and to love each other as you love yourself. It's the number one and the number two requirements for living a successful life, personally and together as a community. No one can solve that except Jesus. No one is going to give you the answers on how to accomplish that except Scripture. If you're dealing with people who don't accept that there is a God, that he does exist. If you're dealing with people who don't accept Jesus and his teaching, scripture, and the word of God, then there cannot be a solution to the problem that we are seeing unfold in front of our eyes. Because you cannot legislate morality. You cannot, uh, uh, there is no policy solution for morality. Morality only comes from the moral arbiter, someone who is so perfect that they can determine and they can say what is right and what is wrong. I'm not that person. You're not that person. 
and nobody we know is that person. So who can be the more arbiter? Who can be the more guidepost? Who can be the more cornerstone of our lives that can say this is right and this is wrong? The way you behave, the way you think, the way you act, what you act on, the ideas in your head, the actions that you take, the feelings that you're, the, the words that you're saying, all of it. Who can, who can be so perfect as to say this is right and this is wrong, especially when you deal with people who don't believe that there is an objective right and wrong. My friends, those people are living a lie. There is an objective right or wrong. There is an objective good or evil. But we are not capable of being the person to determine it because we are fallen too. Because we're the ones that gossip behind each other's back. We're the ones that lie to our friends and our family. We're the ones that do all the the, the stuff that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we do them anyway. We're the ones that get angry. We're the ones that get jealous. We're the ones that put the worldly things that we shouldn't above Christ, above our friends, above our family. We're the ones that are selfish. We're the ones that are ambitious. We're the ones that are deviants in our own lives. How can we be that guidepost? Because we're just as fallen as everyone else. That's, that's what Christ is trying to say here. This is what Jesus is saying, that you can't be, and he's talking to the Pharisees, these leaders of his community, of their community. You're not the moral arbiter. The number one commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love each other as you love yourself and everything else is built off of these two so how do we solve this problem of hate how do we solve this problem of division how do we solve this problem of, of in, uh, differences and violence there's nothing that we can do there's only what Christ can do you can't change anyone's heart I can't change anyone's heart I can't change anyone's soul no one can. The only person that can is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The way to behave. The truth of his words. The life that he lived. That's what we should seek with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That is how we should treat each other. Is how he treated us. How we want others to treat us. We're not going to get out of this predicament without Christ. I'll say that again. We are not going to get out of this predicament without Christ. Because if we could, we would have already done it. But we spent the last 30 or 40 years turning our society away from Scripture, with turning our society away from God into this secular world that we've come, that we've come to, to live in. And what has it gotten us? A bunch of people that sit on their side of the fence, that sit on their side of the arguments and say that this is my truth and my truth is right. There's no such thing as your truth. There's only the truth and the truth is right. Who's the truth? Jesus. 
I am the truth. That's what he says. We won't get out of this problem without Christ. We won't get out of this problem without Christ. I'll say it one more time. We will not get out of this problem without Jesus Christ in our lives. Go back to scripture. Look at the cities that turned away from God and refused to repent and what happened to them. Look at the cities that listened to God's commandments, repented for their actions and, and what happened to them. Stark contrasts, stark differences. If we in this country, if we as an American society, if we as Christian Americans want to see our nation prosper again, that want to see our nation get along again, we must do what the people of Nineveh did. And it starts with the leaders, but encompass the entire city. We must turn our attention back to Christ, back to God, and repent and ask for forgiveness and love each other as we love ourselves. Not me saying that. It's Jesus right here in today's passage. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you go into the weekend. I, I, I pray that I pray that this whole ordeal blows over soon. I, I pray that we, we all come literally come to Jesus. We have a come to Jesus moment as a, as a country that we can stop fighting each other, especially over things that we cannot choose. You cannot choose what race you are. You cannot choose what gender you are. You cannot choose. But what you can choose is you can choose to follow Christ. And that's what I hope you are doing. That's what I hope that you're a part of this community for. That you choose Christ first and all that other nonsense that you can't choose. There's no reason in arguing about it. There's no reason in fighting over it. There's no reason in getting violent over it. There's no reason in doing anything else. Because without God, we have nothing. You got crumbs. You got the crumbs of life. There's no goodness. So without, without God in our lives, without Christ in our visions, we're just doomed. So it's incumbent upon us, people like us, the Christian American community to go out and spread God's message because this is not a political issue. This is a personal issue. This is an issue of the heart. This is an issue of the soul. This is the, an issue uh, of morals and morality. And the only person that can solve this problem right in here is Jesus Christ. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed weekend. Continue to like us and share us and follow us and, and uh, help, help us spread God's message on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Parler, TikTok, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any place that there's podcast, this podcast, share with your friends, especially this, especially today's podcast. This message is important. In 2020, this message right now is desperately important. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed weekend. Spend some time with your family. Get outside. Uh, turn off the TV. Turn off social media for a little bit. Uh, and get out and spend some good quality time with real people and have real conversations. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.